It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Nick Verzellini and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Tuesday, December 12th edition of the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Dylan Bishop here on the show Got some high school boys basketball talk here coming up in this first segment. In segment two, we'll be joined by the Spring Mills boys basketball head coach, Luke Samples, as we have their game tonight against Mill Brook. We'll talk some Monday Night Football, and it's Hot Take Tuesday. So, looking forward to the show today. How are you guys doing? Doing okay. You know, I'm not I'm not at 100% here, but we're, we're playing through injury. That's what we like to see, Dylan. We do. We appreciate it. Doing all right. Joined today. Ready for some basketball. Yeah. Our show brought to you by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons family-owned full-service funeral home, proudly serving the area since 1880. So, big game tonight between Spring Mills and Millbrook. Spring Mills, this is their first game of the year. Millbrook coming in at 2-4, and four, but always a solid program. A lot of... Guys graduated from last year's team, so not quite the same team we've seen in the past. They have a new head coach as well as Coach Green comes over from the girls' side to the boys' side, and their old coach uh, stepping away to spend time with his family. So change there at the Millbrook side in the coaching, and this is usually a team that gives the area teams a pretty good matchup. I would expect something similar here tonight. Um between Spring Mills and Millbrook. So looking forward to it. We'll see, of course, Max Anderson and Cam Thomas, and we'll see how uh, they're able to, you know, roll with this this uh, team this year as they're kind of the veterans on this group. And then, of course, they'll have, you know, Xavier Anderson, who we would expect to take a big jump this year as well. So definitely uh, looking forward to tonight's game and seeing how things play out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, as you said, Millbrook typically uh, plays the local teams close, and last year when these teams met to start off the year, that's exactly what happened. It was a 60-59 to 59 win for the Spring Mills Cardinals over Millbrook. So we'll see how much Spring Mills has improved. And if Millbrook, who, as you said, is 2-4, and four, is still at its same level, if they've improved, if they've maybe taken a step back or not. But looking forward to it, I expect Spring Mills to definitely take a big jump this year and improve. We talked about it yesterday. How much have they kind of gained maybe to become closer to Jefferson's level? And we were thinking the same thing during football. We saw during football that I feel like they got close to that level for Jefferson. Granted, those aren't the best teams when it comes to football. Martinsburg's clearly above and beyond, so maybe it's not the best comparison. I mean, Jefferson's still a really solid program. Jefferson's still a really solid program. Spring Mills got to pretty close to that level, maybe even better in some people's minds. So now we'll see if it translates to the basketball court or not. I still think Jefferson, as we said yesterday, the best team as of right now. But Spring Mills has still got the people and the tools in place to definitely contend for that argument top team in the EPAC. So looking forward to 
seeing how they fare tonight. I think Caleb Thomas. I think I misspoke and called him Cam. But uh, they lost Caleb Robinson as well. Um, so, you know, they also, of course, lost uh, Keyshawn Sheik, Jalen Franklin. So this isn't quite the same team that they had a year ago. Still a very talented team, I think, with, uh, you know, the guys they have coming back and Anderson and uh, Caleb Thomas. But um, maybe not, you know, a team that I would say has as much back as Jefferson. I mean, they do lose, you know, some of their key players from last year. And, and not having Cheek still a part of that group now that he's at Martinsburg, that certainly hurts, I think, the expectations for Spring Mills. But I still have high expectations for them, uh, especially if Max Anderson takes a jump. I think Xavier Anderson, you know, his size, he has a great chance to be an impact player, I think, for them this year. We know Caleb Thomas at 6'4", 6'5", uh, brings a lot of length, brings a lot of different abilities. I think the key for both him and Max Anderson as they head now into their junior years, I think, for both of them, they're going to need to take over games. They're going to need to be those leaders, be those guys that you look to, because at times they may be deferred to some of their seniors that aren't there anymore. So I think that will be really important for them now as they head into their third year. But I think they have a chance to still be a really good team and possibly contend with Jefferson for the top team in the EPAC. Yeah, I mean, by the end of last year, the team was already playing without Cheek. So they have, you know, that's when you compare the team that ended last season compared to, you know, starting this year, not losing, losing quite as much. But yeah, still like Caleb Robinson, like you said. And Jim Franklin. Right. And I think that, you know, it's Spring Mills. They're on a similar trajectory to the, to the football team, I, I'd say, where you expect more out of these guys every year as as they get older, like like Max Anderson, you know, of course, the you know, quarterback on the football team and playing basketball here. So I think they should have pretty pretty high expectations for themselves. I was trying to see if they had any other guys coming back from um, last I should year's have team the or not. Bordley, DJ okay. Bordley. I think he should be back this year. Their roster on Max Preps, and I haven't been sent their roster. Uh, it has, like, their all-time roster so it's not right. really yeah, accurate there's not. some kids on here that didn't even finish their careers at spring mills but um i believe boardley is back from last year at least he should be he should have another year i don't know if he's still at uh spring mills All right other guy that i was looking at is uh if eaton who was on the football team is still on the basketball team right yeah alex eden would be back if he is still eligible and he would provide some depth we didn't really see much from him on the basketball court, but I think you could expect him to play a bigger role this year if he's uh, if he's still playing. But looking at last year's roster, you would have Thomas and uh, Anderson obviously back. Xavier Anderson and DJ Bordley should be back as well. So, you know, that's a pretty good core, and I think you can definitely build around those guys to have success. And we'll see about Alex Eden if he can take a, a step. But they're losing, you know, Austin Davis – Jalen Franklin, and of course Caleb Robinson, who all were their seniors last year. So um, those are some tough losses, and we'll see how well they replace them. Maybe like Logan Bush could step up, or some other guys, but we'll see. Switch over to Washington. Yeah, Washington's in action tonight against South Hagerstown. Um, they got a win in their first game, so they they scored seventy one points. So that was definitely a positive against Kaiser and. 
I think this Washington team has some potential this they, year. They beat James Wood as well. Okay. The day before that. So. At least that's what I'm looking at here on Max Preps. They played the seventh and the eighth. Yeah. I missed that one, I think. But they're now 2-0. So, you know, that's a good start under Coach Miller. I think he's going to bring a lot of energy to that program that has kind of lacked some energy at times. And I think they could be a team that takes a big jump. But it's going to be tough for them because we really don't have that high of expectations. And it's a tough conference. But I think... Um, they showed some good things here in the early part of the season, and you would expect tonight against South Hagerstown for them to have a chance to get another win. So if they can get off to a good start, you never know. I think this is a team that could sneak their way into the top four if uh, if Hedgesville drops down a little bit. And Martinsburg is kind of a wild card because they've kind of underperformed, I feel like, the last two years. So right. I feel like that's a possibility again this year. So we'll see about Washington. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about them. Yeah, they're just young. That That's the only thing that makes it tough to even get a further read because it's always tough just getting any read on any of the Washington teams because we don't see them as often as the other EPAC teams. Only one senior from what I can see on their roster, but the fact that they've started 2-0 and is a positive sign. So if they can continue, uh, South Hagerstown, I'm not sure how good they are. It looks like they've played one game. Yeah, they're one It was a win against clear spring which was a blowout win 79 to 15 so don't know how much you can really i'm seeing boardly now on the washington roster so that's big yeah it is and chet gore from jefferson those guys are now at washington according to max preps how about that so those are some good pickups for them yeah because boardly's a good young talented guard like I saw, said, and, and Gore is a tall kid from Jefferson. You put that with Chris Dolman, who had a breakout freshman year. I'm liking this team. Josh McCarthy's back, of course, and uh, Welty, the big man. Yeah, I'm glad that you uh, reviewed all that. I was just kind of looking at the grades and completely skipped over the names. Yeah, so they're going to be pretty good, I would think. Yeah, Coach you know, Coach Miller, he he has some, some pull in, in the in the EPAC. So, you know, he's he's been around these other coaches and moving his school's over. So I'm not surprised that he uh, got a couple players to come over there if that was, you know. Right. I mean, what, no recruiting or anything. Right. If that's. <laughs> but those guys wanted to play for him because they probably right. played for him. In the past. He didn't have to, right. you know, reach out and say, hey, come yeah. here. He could just he could take that job and have there could be players to just be like, I want to go play for that coach. You know? Right. So that that's some good pickups for them, I think. Uh, and, and will make them, I think, definitely a team to look out for. Right. So Washington. They're young, but I think they're talented. So yeah, I'm excited too. to talk to Coach Miller. I think we're going to try to get him on tomorrow. Um, and then we already are past our time, so we should probably take a break and get Coach okay. Samples on. Yep. Probably should, so let's do that. Uh, other game in action tonight, that's Hedgesville girls basketball at King Abdullah Academy. But we'll step aside, take a break, so that we can get Coach Samples on the phone line. This segment brought to you by Parsons Ford of Martinsburg at 1400 Shepherdstown Road, online at parsonsford.com. They became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Now, back to the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
We welcome you back to the Sports Mix. We're awaiting Coach Samples here on the other line. But um, since we have a little bit of time, while Colin uh, makes that call, wanted to do this, meant to do it yesterday, but um, had it in my mind for today and almost forgot to mention it. We can go over the uh, All-State teams real quick for AAA football. So for Martinsburg, first team, E.J. Hendricks and Murphy Clement were first-team offense at offensive line and utility. First-team defense, six EPAC players, Rashad Reed, who was also the captain, Xerxes Yancey, Nick Buskey, all those from Martinsburg, uh, Nolan Melib from Jefferson, Keyshawn Robinson from Jefferson, and utility Max Anderson from Spring Mills. Second-team, Coy Fagan, Wes Hancock from Martinsburg, Troy Wolston, and Aiden Fleming from Hedgesville. And then honorable mentions, Xavier Anderson, Isaiah DeLauder from Washington, Buzz Dover from Martinsburg, Levi Fairclaw from Hedgesville, Garrett Fobble from Washington, Quentin Goins from Jefferson, Prophet Guillaume. Uh, Guillaume, yes, from uh, Spring Mills, Dylan Harris from Jefferson, Nair Jacobs from Jefferson, Demonte Martin from Hedgesville, Sarad Musker from Martinsburg, Xavier Pollard from Musselman, and Tayshawn Roper from Jefferson, as well as Anthony Williams from Spring Mills. So those were the All-State teams. Now we are joined on the phone by the head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals boys basketball team, Luke Samples. Coach, how are you today? I'm well. How are you guys? We're doing good. I'm excited for your game tonight against Millbrook. Uh, but Coach... Um, team brings back obviously max anderson caleb thomas a lot to be excited about this year uh what are you looking forward to about the team yeah we bring back a lot of core guys and max and uh ct but uh i'm I'm excited to see how the other guys develop around them um you got xavier anderson he had a really good football season he had a really good off season with basketball um aquasia poker at champong uh mouthful point guard uh lokayu smith uh, a slasher to the basket can shoot it from deep, and then we got a kid back, uh, Tyler Jones uh, from Beretti. He's a really good shooter. He can get to the basket. He can score. Um, and then we got Logan Bush. He had uh, 18 last year against Hedgesville um, at Hedgesville. So yeah, it's just uh, it's just uh, exciting to see how this team matches. It's a completely different team, but uh, you know we had a great off season. So we're just looking to continue that success. Um, end of the regular season. Code samples, Colin here. We saw a big improvement on the gridiron for Spring Mills. What are some of the growth through the off season that you saw on the basketball court for your team? Yeah, man. Any anytime we anytime we have a good football season, any school it leads into basketball season. So, uh, and, and you know, we had guys out there. They Anderson boys, um, Hope Boquay. He's another kid that plays varsity for us. Um, he started both ways in football. Uh, we, we went to, you know, we, we went to a few team camps. Um, we went to a few showcases. We played in a, a fall league. We try to get our guys as much exposure as possible. Um, a ton of our guys played on uh, for West Virginia Gold, uh, a travel basketball team where all expenses paid. Um, Jawan Staten runs that. He was an All-American out of West Virginia. So um, all that stuff together, you know, the skill workouts, the weight room, um, we had a, we had a wonderful off season. Um, I think you know what we've been saying the whole time is that we have to have a March mindset. Um, so you know we're just trying to build uh, 
this is still an off season for us, really. I mean, tonight is our first regular season game, but we still look at it as the off season. Um, the only games that matter that are in March. I think our focus has shifted a little bit. We started off seasons pretty good the last two years and kind of fell off. So, uh, yeah, we're just trying to build every day, and it's still kind of like, we're treating this kind of like still preseason. Coach, when it comes to finding an identity for your team, do you think uh, how far along in that process are you this year? Because obviously you, you want to have that uh, sort of core of, of what your team is good at and what their strengths are. How, uh, where do you think you are in that process of figuring out what this team's identity is and what it's going to be? Yeah, I think I think we know who we are. Um, I think uh, we have what we need to work on is being being who we are every day. If that makes any sense. Uh, again, we played we played tons of games this off season. We played together all fall. We played together all summer, um, and we've had a few scrimmages. And uh, if we can just if, if we know who we want to be, and if we can just be who we want to be, um, we're going to be pretty hard to beat. Could you talk about? taking that next step and having that playoff success, what do you think it's going to take to get to that point with this program? I think everyone uh, understanding that this is day by day. We have to take every day one step at a time um, and improve every day. Um, you know, starts tonight against Millbrook. Uh, you know, Morgantown's winning. They're 3-0, and and they, uh, they're winning every game by 66.3 points a game. Um, that's what state champions do. Um, they're, they're back-to-back state champions. And if we even want to be on that level or be on a level where we um, can go to the state tournament, uh, win a regional final, uh, we have to understand that it doesn't matter who we play. Um, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't matter if the team's better than us. It doesn't matter if we're more talented than that team. Uh, we have to bring our best game every single night, and we have to be consistent with that. Now, as you mentioned, that starts tonight. What have you seen from Millbrook as they've already played six games so far? Yeah, I mean, you said it right there. They've played six games. Uh, that's huge. We've played zero. Again, we've talked about our offseason, and I think, we're, I think we've been playing games all year round. But, you know, a real game is different. Um, in front of a packed house, which we plan to have a packed house tonight of a packed student section, um, you're playing in front of your parents. You're playing in front of your classmates. You're playing in front of your friends. You're playing in front of your community. Um, everything tightens up a little bit. Um, so th- th- that's that's the number one factor. We we just have to come out and uh, do what we do. Don't let the excitement get to us. Uh, Millbrook, it, they're they're a weird scout. Um, they have you know I've seen every one of their games. Uh, they have all guards. I mean they're all about five ten to six one, and they're all guards. Um, they have, you know, they work hard. The Air Greens are coach. He uh, went to a couple state championship games with the girls over at Millbrook, and he, he he's come over to the guys now, and he has them playing really, really hard um, on both ends of the floor. Um, Millbrook, again, uh, for us, it's been a one possession game the last three years. Um, so, you know, we expect we expect it to be tight, and we're going to have to pull it out of the end. Coach, when it comes to tonight's matchup, what, do you, what have you been focusing on for, for Millbrook specifically, uh, this being your, your first time out on the court this year? And what do you think is going to be the key for your team for this one? Uh, I, think, I think we've gotten a lot better in focusing on ourselves. Um, we we want to be the best us. I mean, we want to we play inside out. We want to rebound. We want to run. Um, if, we, if we can play inside out, rebound and run then I think we're going to be fine and that's like that's almost every game you know sometimes you know in, in the past we've had a really young team with freshmen and sophomores 
we only have one senior this year, but we're a little we're a little more veteran oriented um, just because of the games under our belt. But uh, I think this year we're just focused on ourselves more. You know, uh, obviously we have to we have to shut down a few sets of Millbrook does. We have to break and handle their pressure. But with that said, you know, if we can if we can execute what we do, play inside out, rebound and run, we're going to be pretty good every night. Coach, you mentioned only one senior on your team, and even though you have that experience with guys that were been playing since their freshman year, a guy that's really always been a leader for your team, but now will certainly take a bigger leadership role, I would think, is Max Anderson. He's coming off of a great football season. What does Max bring into the, the basketball team this year? Yeah, Max is built different. Uh, he's he's the most different kid I've ever coached in my life. Um, 16 years I've been doing this, and there's never been another kid like Max. Yeah, Max is a special kid, special leader, three-year captain for us. He was a captain as a freshman. Um, yeah, like I said, he was a little out of shape. Football and basketball shape are different. Um, but, yeah, Max is, Max is so tough. He's so gritty. He's so willing to do um, everything that no one else is. Uh, he's our leader. Um, out there, uh, we it's, it's kind of fortunate because we have Max and Caleb Thomas and Aquasia Poco a champ on going sophomore. Those are our three captains voted on by our players. So, um, but Max leads. Max was overwhelmingly the number one vote there. So uh, you can't replace a kid like that. You know, I think he, he's like a super senior, really. I mean, I know he's only a junior, uh, but he's been around so long. He's been with us in seventh grade. Uh, he knows the system. He knows what we're what we're looking for and. You just can't you can't replace a kid like that. Uh, he's our floor general out there, and uh, you know I expect a lot out of him, you know, on and off the floor. Uh, and as a coach, I'm fortunate to have a kid like that. Coach, at the beginning of our uh, interview here with you, you said you guys have that March mentality, and with that, wanted to get your thoughts about the uh, conference and how strong it will be this year. Well, we've been fortunate uh, because we haven't played yet, and I've got to see everyone else play. So, you know, I, I can make a kind of educated assessment of it. Um, it's the EPAC. You know, I say it every year. Everyone's going to be good in the EPAC. Everyone I've seen looks pretty solid. Um, obviously, they look a lot like us. You know, they have a lot of talent. You know, it's been shaky here or there, but I'm sure we're going to look shaky here or there tonight. Um, obviously, uh, in my opinion, two-time EPAC champions, Jefferson High School, they're the king. Uh, they're number one. Until someone beats them, they're going to be number one. Um, and other than that, man, it's just it, everyone's. Everyone has so much talent, and uh, it's just who who is going to work all the kinks out and uh, be there at the end. I think it's any. I think it's up for grabs. Um, but you know, based off of what I've seen from Jefferson, and you know them being the defending champions two years in a row. You know, they're the best. Everyone's chasing them. And, uh, you know, night in and night out, who can handle the big crowds? Who can handle the stressful situations? Um, who can execute down the stretch? And I think that's what it comes down to. Every every school in the EPAC is very talented. <laughs> I thought you were good. Sorry, Dylan. Yeah. Uh, Coach, um, you know, we talked about Max. Um Caleb Thomas is the other guy that comes back that has a lot of the experience. When you look at Caleb, you know, t- super talented, can do a lot of different things for your team. Do you think, though, he maybe needs to take another step this year, uh, especially now that he's, you know, heading into his junior season and, and you have a lot of high expectations for him? 
Yeah, and I think I think you're going to see that. Um, Caleb, he's not he's not the same player that he was last year. Again, uh, it's a process with every kid. Um, every kid's going to progress in, in in different ways, and uh, you know through the through the West Virginia Gold um, playing on the New Balance circuit, uh, through our team camps, through the fall league. And through the exposure, just being around, like talk, I mean, he's talking to Division two coaches, he's talking to Division one coaches um, on a weekly basis. Um, I think that gives a kid confidence. I think he believes that uh, he he is a different player, and uh, you're you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot a lot more um, balance. You know, he can he can play inside, uh, he can play with his back to the basket now, um, he can play outside, he can still run the point and stuff like that. He could do that last year. Um, if he has to shoot the ball, I mean, he's one of the best shooters on the team. Um, he just doesn't like to take a shot when he can go dunk it, you know. So, uh, yeah, you're going to see a more aggressive kid. He's a mild manner kid. He's not. I mean, uh, in our in, in a few of our scrimmages, I mean, he'll he'll dunk on someone's head and then he'll just you know show no emotion. That's just what he is. He thinks that's what he should do. Um, that's his job. Um, but other than that, his play is going to be a, is a lot more aggressive. Uh, he's pulling on about 20 pounds. Um, so that, that's really helped him in the weight room. Uh, and again, I think his ability to play with his back to basket this year is really, is really, really gonna, uh, really, really gonna change things. And we have a point guard. Uh, we have a crazy Apoku, a champong. Max is better with the ball. So we have some guys that can, you know, he doesn't have to bring the ball up and then do everything. He, he gets a little bit of a break to where, you know, we can set some stuff up for him. Uh, cause we have other guys that can handle the ball. All right, Coach, thank you for the time, and uh, best of luck tonight. Thank you, guys. See you tonight. Yep. That was Coach Luke Samples of the Spring Mills Boys Basketball team. Again, we have that game tonight for you on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, as well as WRNR TV on YouTube. Pre-game coverage starts at 7. Tip-off between Spring Mills and Millbrook coming around 7.30 if everything with the JV game goes according to schedule. This segment brought to you by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Visit them at 360 at Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome you back on the Sports Mix. Dylan makes his return. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Dylan Bishop here on the show. Guys, we're going to head into the NFL segment. Talk a little bit about Monday Night Football from last night. Two upsets as the Giants beat the Packers and the Titans beat the Dolphins. Big things going on in the NFL last night. Takeaways from those games. Titans had a crazy comeback. They were down 14 with like four minutes left and came back to win it. So that was pretty yeah, I crazy. Think it, and then, I think they're the first team in NFL history to do that. I'm not sure. But the Giants, of course, uh, you know, beat the Packers. Colin, are you playing like a video or something? No, it's Crush in the background. Okay. <laughs> it was just really loud. So it sounded like it was a video in my headphone. But um, anyway, moving on. Um, we saw the the value of Tyreek Hill last night when he got hurt, and uh, the Dolphins 
that's one of the worst losses yeah. this year. I mean, in terms of betting odds, the spread, you know, they were two touchdown favorites, I believe mm-hmm. it was. So that's the worst, you know, underdog. Uh, Vic, that's the best underdog victory for anyone in the NFL this year. It's the worst favorite loss. Right. And it really, it could, uh, I, I'll save this for, for our next segment, but it could it could have some implications that I think are going to be very interesting. Well, you didn't expect it. And it now gives the Ravens sole possession of first place in the AFC for now. And yeah, big weekend for Baltimore. And with Jacksonville I mean, losing too. Yeah. I yeah, sole possession, and still because since the Dolphins are only one game behind that week seventeen matchup, if you were to ha- have the same record throughout the rest of the season, still be very meaningful because the Dolphins winning that one give them the head to head, putting them the you know as the higher seed as a tiebreaker. But I don't know. The Dolphins have a pretty tough schedule the rest of the way. They uh, it doesn't really let up for them. If I look around, I got a couple notes here. It's just the, the Dolphins you know, they play the Jets this week, but then they go to the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and they play the Ravens, and they play the Bills. Yeah, that's tough. It, it, it's going to be pretty tough. So I don't know the, the Dolphins. This was the thing that I was kind of writing down. That I got like a really full note sheet here. If you can see, I was looking at. I was curious of strength of victory for a lot of teams in the NFL. It started with the Dolphins. Like, how good are the teams that that they've beaten so far this year? The Dolphins have beaten the Chargers, who have five wins. The Patriots, who are 3-10. Broncos, who are 7-6. That's a very different Broncos team from what they are now, though. Right. Giants with five wins at 5-8. The Panthers, who are 1-10, or 1-12, the Patriots again three and ten. Raiders five and eight. Jets five and eight. Commanders four and nine. Those are the teams that the Dolphins. So the best beat. team they beat are the Broncos. Yes. And when they beat them, it was seventy. To it was week 20. three. Yeah, that was week mm-hmm. three. The Broncos have gone on a, like a winning streak since then. Right. You know, pretty. They've been, done a lot better this later part of the season. And then after that, the team with the most wins they've beaten is five. Right. Yeah. I mean, they haven't really performed in the big games. I feel like that's been noted already. And then. To lose that game last night where you have a big lead against a rookie quarterback and Will Levis, they're struggling to hold on to the football and you blow that lead to the Titans. It's it's a bad loss for the Dolphins, that's for sure. And it, it could have big implications moving forward. Giants upsetting the Packers. I didn't really see that coming. I thought the Packers were a team that were clearly clicking, heading in the right direction. They were looking great. And then you lose to Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants. But DeVito's actually looked pretty good. Like, he might be yes, better than Daniel Jones all of a sudden. Boy, it's it's almost like maybe you shouldn't have given Daniel Jones yeah, $40 million was, dollars a year. a terrible huh? contract. I, don't yeah, know about, I have no you know, idea why they did that. That's a rough one. No, Tommy DeVito looks good. He looks consistent. I, mean, I don't think he's like I mean, 17 of 21, he's managing the game. Right. That's what they need. That's what a lot of teams need. It's just a game manager ultimately at that quarterback spot yes you'd love to have a guy that can be explosive be the playmaker but ultimately for most teams you just need a game manager i mean that's what most guys are at this point too i mean you only have so many elite quarterbacks in the league so i don't know i don't know if devita is necessarily better than jones but he has been playing pretty good the last few weeks he's leading his team to wins he's getting them 
in position to win games, which is what Daniel Jones wasn't doing with this team. Um, clearly, you know, they overpaid a guy that was pretty average at best, and and I thought it was a bad move at the time. It hasn't really worked out. We'll see what the future of the Giants holds. But, yeah, that's that's a good win for the Giants in terms of – I mean, it hurts their draft pick and everything like that, but it's a good win in terms of you saw some good things from DeVito. The Packers were, again, a team that looked really good, looked to be ascending toward a, a wild card spot. Still could make it, but – It'll be a Tough little tougher for them. For them. Yeah. I think they can still get to ten wins, even with even with that loss. They they play the Bears the last week of the season, I believe. They have to win out, right? Because they're six and seven now. I believe. Yeah, they would have to win win out. But their their schedule's not too bad. They play the Packers. They play the Buccaneers this this upcoming week. They they play the Vikings on Sunday Night Football week seventeen. Then they they play the Panthers still. And then they end the year with the Bears. Yeah, it was all winnable games for them. So you expected them to at least get to 10, but you really didn't expect them to drop this one. I still think they can get there, but they're going to have to beat you know, a solid Vikings team that's going to be fighting for the playoffs. I mean, I don't know how good they are. They have no quarterback play, it seems like. But yeah. All I'm saying is these teams should the NFL have better watch out because the Giants are tied for the second longest win streak in the NFL right now with the Ravens. Giants get in at nine and eight. It's not going to happen. But <laughs> three game win streak. They're heating for up for Devito and the Giants. Let's take a break. On the other side of this break, we'll get into hot take Tuesday. Yeah, got some good ones for you. This segment brought to you by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Visit their new website, FordofHagerstown.com. Now, back to the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We welcome you back to the sports mix here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. It's Hot Take Tuesday, final segment of the show. I'm going to start with Dylan since he's got all this research that he wants to throw out for his hot take. So. Dylan, go ahead and lead our segment here. Let me let me start with some context. Uh, I talked about record of victory uh, in the last segment for the for the Dolphins. Actually, if you add this up, so let, let's start with the Ravens and let's start with some good teams here. The Forty Niners, their record of victory. This is the record of teams they've beaten so far this year: sixty-one wins, fifty-six losses. The Ravens, it's the opposite. They beaten te- the teams they've beaten this year are combined fifty six and sixty one. Chiefs fifty one wins out of the teams that they've beaten so far this year fifty one and fifty three. Eagles perfect fifty and fifty for the teams that they've beaten so far this year. The Browns fifty seven and forty seven. That's the record of the teams they've beaten so far this year. Uh, the Lions even forty eight and sixty nine. So a, g- a good bit worse. The Bills. 42 and 49. The Miami Dolphins, the combined record of who they've beaten so far this year is 38 and 69. But that being said, fellas, I was back there on the ESPN playoff machine. I've done some research. The last four games remaining this year for the Buffalo Bills is the Cowboys in Buffalo, which I think they could win this week. They could. It's a tough one. They could. I'll give them a loss, though. 
Then they could play at the Chargers. Should win. No Herbert. Anymore. No Herbert officially. He's Versus the Patriots. The Should win. And then they end the year with the Dolphins, but we'll get to that game. The Dolphins end the year with the Jets, the Cowboys, the Ravens. Now, they should beat the Jets, but would you say the Dolphins losing to the Cowboys and Ravens probably seems more likely than not, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then you look at a lot of the other teams in the in the AFC, Broncos, Browns, Colts, Bengals, Texans, all 7-6, and 8-5. and five. A couple of those teams get to 10 or 11 wins. I think a lot of them will. The Browns, I think, will get to 10 wins. Colts will get to 10 wins. Bengals could very well get the 10 wins with, with the schedule that they have, as could the Texans. The Broncos. Broncos, even. Would you be shocked if the Broncos beat the Lions in Detroit this week? Not shocked. A little? A little not, bit. You'd be surprised, but not shocked. It would be maybe five weeks ago. But then they end the year with the Patriots and Chargers home games, and then at Vegas. And the Broncos have seven wins currently. My hot take, fellas, is the Miami Dolphins are going to miss the NFL playoffs. Because I think they will beat the Jets, lose to the Cowboys, lose to the Ravens, and then lose to the Buffalo Bills. In Week 18, the Bills end the year 3-1. and one. The Buffalo Bills will win the AFC East. And these other teams, tiebreakers, however it is that they work out. I mapped out the season. Broncos, Browns, Colts get into the wild card spots over the Miami Dolphins. That'd be a wild, wild card. It would be. Yeah, it would. Like, would any of those wild card teams win a game? Probably not. No. But yeah. You never know. I don't, Broncos. I don't hate it, but I don't think it happens. I feel like the Dolphins are going to get one. There's a lot that would have to happen. But I don't hate it. I think it's a decent take. I like it. But I think the Dolphins could beat maybe the Ravens or the Cowboys. They could. Because the Ravens at that point would be, presuming they win this I week. believe this hinges on the Broncos ending the year 4-0. Yeah. So, That's yeah. Let's say, <laughs> let's say it happens. That's they're, my take. They're beating the Lions. Wait a second. You're both Bronco fans now? I like the Broncos. They started 1-5. They're ending the year 11-6. and six. Not that many teams that have a uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback and a Super yeah. Bowl winning head That's coach on very the same true. team. They've started to figure out that defense. But yeah. there is a team that does that involves my hot take. Okay. All right. Kansas City Chiefs right now since week nine are two and three in their last five games. Yeah. Yes, they still have Patrick Mahomes. And who, yes, should probably still be the MVP. And I don't know about that. But it seems like things might be falling apart in Kansas City. Frustration really kicking in. Sore loser. Sore losers. Yes, they definitely got a winnable schedule because they're playing some bad teams. Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers to end the year. So they're still probably going to be the two or the three in the AFC. But other than Mahomes, what do they have? On both sides of the ball. So my hot take is that in the wild card round, the Chiefs will be upset. Mm. The problem with that take is I don't see any of these wild card teams being nearly good enough to beat Kansas City. I, you know what? Cleveland Browns. Joe Flacco, elite defense. You slow down Mahomes on the offense. Joe Flacco pulls out some Joe Flacco stuff. <laughs> All the other January teams have better Joe? weapons. January Joe. 
you never know. I, you know, it's not it's not the craziest thing in the world. I would be still shocked if it actually happened. But you I know, would be too. I mean, hey, I'm not counting it out entirely, but I'm not counting out Patrick Mahomes either. He's still Patrick. I'm just Mahomes. winning the Super Bowl, you know. <laughs> but they have horrible wide receivers. They do. They yeah. can't catch. They can't line up <laughs> in the correct position. Yes, they got Kelsey. Yeah, they got. But Kelsey. that's it. They got Taylor Swift on their side. That is true. Does but that... we don't know if she's going to be there. <laughs> we don't know. No. And it seems like that luck is run out too because she yeah. was there and they still lost. That's true. That's true. I think they're on a two game Taylor Swift losing streak. But um yeah, I don't I don't know. I just feel like the Bronco or the Chiefs, excuse me, with Reed, you know, with Mahomes, like they're going to find a way to sneak by one of those teams that don't have that elite quarterback play even with the fact that, you know, they're struggling right now. They haven't really had a, a bad loss necessarily. I mean, you can maybe argue the Packers, but I still think they're they're a pretty good team. Um, and, and they'll at least get through the first round. I don't know if they'll get through the second round, but I think they'll at least get through the first round. But I don't hate the take because they are going in the wrong direction, and my opinion may change in the next few weeks. Your opinion may change in That's the next true. few weeks they start turning it around it's my hot take today what's yours my hot take i'm actually going to change it from what i had originally because i think this one is more accurate we haven't had a great heisman trophy winner since joe burrow our last few Devonte smith that's a forgettable season i almost forgot he won the heisman to be honest yeah. bryce young pretty good season but nothing too iconic about it right Caleb williams yeah he was great last year but what'd they win okay so like i don't know don't really love it. And Jaden Daniels this year, three-loss team at LSU. What was really so special about this season? But before that, we had Burrow. Obviously, historic Heisman Trophy season. One of the best ever. You had Kyler Murray. Had a great run at Oklahoma. Made him made the playoff. Baker Mayfield, you know, he was fantastic that season. Lamar Jackson, of course, fantastic. Derrick Henry won the Heisman, won the national championship at Alabama. Mariota. I mean, that was an iconic season. Jameis Winston, Johnny Football, RG3, Cam Newton, Mark Ingram, Sam Bradford, eh, Tim Tebow. Like, we had great Heisman Trophy winners for a long time, but we haven't had a great one since Burrow. These last four, not that impressed with their seasons, to be honest, when you compare them all time. Does it mean nothing to you, Nick, that Jaden Daniels put up 600 yards of total offense and five touchdowns against the Florida Gators? The Gators stunk this year. That's a almost bowl eligible team right there. <laughs> That's an SEC defense. An SEC, okay, yeah. It just means more. It just means more. That's fair. Exactly. Two hundred thirty-two rushing yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that's an carries. impressive game, but it's just not a great team, and I'm not really going to remember it in five years. But I'll always remember Johnny Manziel against Alabama, spinning around and throwing that touchdown. It's true. That is true. No, I didn't watch Ellis. So the take is really that the Heisman is washed. It's been a while since we've had a great one. But you know who won a great award a few years ago? Tyson Bajan. That's right. You know who will clean it up next year? Garrett Green for the Mountaineers (laughs) when he wins the Heisman. All right. Harlan Hill. Super hot take. Harlan Hill greater than John Heisman. That's true. That wraps things up for today's edition of the Sports Mix again tonight on Talk Radio WRNR. We'll have part of the Josh Eilert show for the Mountaineers 
And then we'll have high school basketball as Millbrook comes to Spring Mills as the Cardinals boys basketball team opens up its season at 7 p.m. pregame coverage, 7.30 tip-off. For Nick Verzellini, Dylan Bishop, I'm Colin McLaughlin signing off here on today's edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. We'll be right back.